again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of RV Business Capital Talk, sponsored by Eric Sell. I'm Rick Kessler, and with me, as always, Sherman Goldenberg. And joining the two of us today in the Black Shirt Brigade is Frank Tamburini. Frank, of course, is the general manager at IDS. Frank, thank you very much for your time today. No, thank you, and thank you for having me again. Always uh, look forward to our conversations. Go ahead, Sherman. Well, so, so you know, we we wanted to start out with a, a basic uh, IDS one hundred and one uh, with you. Uh, you know, telling us what it is your company does. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah. So, IDS has been around for about thirty-five years, and essentially, what we provide is dealer management software for every department within a dealership. So, sales, service, parts, inventory, uh, and accounting. So when, when you tie all those together into one integrated system, that is when a, a dealer gets the most benefit, you know, the most efficiency from their operation. And the whole well, idea behind that is is to make uh, data-driven decisions. Exactly. You, you, you know, based on the information that you put in is the quality of the information that you're able to get out. And you know, nowadays, more than ever, making decisions based on that data and not just what's in your system, but also what's happening in the macro environment becomes even more important. Are you in markets beyond uh, RV? We're also in the marine industry. So there is some there, some overlap with uh, some uniqueness, but we find that our software uh, can perform as well within both industries. Well, you produce from this monthly report, you say? That's right. For dealers who, what's the verb, subscribe to your service? Actually, it's free for everybody in the industry. It's something that we decided, to, you know, a couple of years back, you know, the RVDA and IDS worked together to develop the original rec reports. And that's really helped dealers get an insight look into what was happening in the repair event cycle times. And then from there, we thought, you know, wouldn't it be great if dealers learned a little bit more about what's happening in their industry from a sales perspective. Now that information used to be available through other channels, but we're kind of consolidating and making it easier for them to see on a monthly basis. Uh, and then from there we thought, well, why don't we start adding some information about uh, F&I information? You know, historically pre-pandemic, you know, I think most of the profit that would happen was actually in the F&I office. During the pandemic, you know, I think margins were a little bit higher and uh, you know, you didn't. You had to rely less on F and I. You know, now that things have changed a little bit, more focus on making sure you're selling more products on top of that unit becomes even more critical. You know, when we look at the numbers, uh, you know, based on what we saw, uh, only five out of ten RVs sold were sold with ancillary products. So there's a lot of potential upside there that you know could be leaving on the table. Which, which is kind of why we're talking today as well, because the latest addition that we added most recently is the you know, top five products that are being ordered. So the way, I, and similar to our, our previous discussions, you know, the way I see RECT and reporting is it's, it's a tool. It's not gonna actually solve the problem for you, but it helps you, you and your operations and your team ask the right questions. You know, why is this problem happening? Where is it happening? Um, what can I actually do about those things? And so we, we kind of produce, here's your top, here's the top five parts that got sold. Now it might not be relevant for everybody because maybe they don't sell that specific um, part or that they don't have that particular line, 
but it's really to inspire them to say, well, why don't I just go, why don't I work with my DMS provider, regardless of which one I'm using and figure out, well, which parts am I ordering most often? And should I make sure to have those on in stock? Because we all know that if it's out of stock, you know, the rect is almost double, if not triple. It's impossible. Uh, Sorry, go guys. ahead. No, you go ahead. No, I was just going to say, it's obviously impossible to always have parts in stock, but it, the higher you... Uh, you know, improve that percentage that you do have it, the better, the faster you're going to get people camping again. And that's kind of what we all want. Yeah. Go back. If you would a half step, uh, we, we refer to the acronym wrecked uh, as if we all know what it is. I think the right. three of us know what it is, but I'm not sure that the whole world is. Uh, this was a, something that really uh, emerged as a, as a national term, what a few years ago, right? Yeah, I would say 2018, 2019. And, and uh, tell us in layman's terms what you're talking about. Sure. Uh, so it's one of those terms that uh, it simply means, you know, when a customer needs to bring in their unit, they've dropped it off. And when they drop it off, that's when the timer goes on. And then when they're able to pick up that unit and get back to camping is essentially your repair event cycle time. And you know, we've all brought our cars in for oil changes and, and repairs and maintenance, and we're probably picking it up that same day, the day after, if it's something more major, maybe a couple of days. But in the RV industry, especially for new buyers, it's, it's almost something new for them that, wait, are you telling me I'm not going to get it back for 30 days? So that's why it became very important for, you know, our industry to really track it, find where those bottlenecks might be, and then really work uh, as a team, regardless if you're a DMS provider, an OEM, a dealer, a parts distributor, how do we work together to really help so that we can shrink those cycle times? It's become a national uh, wave, a national uh, mission, let's call it, uh, for the industry to improve its service capabilities, right? That's right. So Frank, picking up on that, I'm going to, and I, I there's all, all kinds of, of uh, data that we can dive into just from your most recent report, but let's, uh, before we go back into the repair event cycle time, here's some things that caught my eye on the sales side of it and the F&I side too. 282 reporting dealerships, which I think is important to note, mm -hmm. the average sales price $52,241. The average APR, 9.70%, which is crazy. <laughs> and then the average terms as far as uh, how long people are financing their purchase, 191 months, which is almost 16 years. Um, to me, that's, that's incredible numbers, incredible knowledge to have to compare what you're doing with the 281 other reporting dealerships. That's right. And, and a lot of it is, you know, sometimes the numbers themselves not, aren't necessarily good or bad. It's really, where do I stack up against maybe the industry? And then, you know, what's more important to you to try to fix, you know, and I always promote pick one and see if you can move that number up or if it's, if you want to move it down, you know, figure out how do you move that number down. So let's skip over then to, and I'm only getting into just a 
small amount of the data that you have on these reports. Uh, otherwise, we'd be here for a few hours. <laughs> so as far as wrecked, 40,000, just over 40,000 work orders. And then of that, 41% were under warranty. And those work orders that were repaired uh, are that were completed uh, under warranty were done in 45 days. And then here's where it gets stark. Uh, out of stock parts, those work orders took 65 days, uh, a full 20 days longer. Um, that's what we're trying to illustrate here, right? That's exactly it. You know, when we when we looked at the reports and we started seeing okay, what what are the worst case scenarios, a lot of them or most of them were these out of stock parts. And you know, if by the time you need the part and you need to order it, sometimes it's already too late. And again, it's not you might not be able to keep them all in stock. But looking at the data, you know, looking at it on a consistent basis also will tell you, okay, in you know, we have different seasons every depending on where you are in the nation. So in Q1, you know, you may only need 15 of these in stock, but when the busy season hits, you're going to need 40 of them to make sure. So really this allows your team to really look at the numbers. How often do you order it? How often is it being used so that you can better prepare with your ordering? You know, you don't want to order too much. You don't want to, it's a, it's a little bit 50% art, 50% science, but at the very least it gives you something to work against so that you have those parts in stock. I have a, I have a question. It's so fundamental. It, it's probably naive, uh, embarrassing, but that never stopped me. Did it Rick? No, uh, no such thing as a question like that. Okay. So you're basing your reports on inputs from these uh, 200 plus dealerships. That's right. I, okay. Why, what is the incentive for them to submit information to you? So part of it is, you know, we're, we're all part of a community. I think we're all trying to solve certain industry challenges. So they, they gain in, uh, insight to see how they rate or rank against other dealers in not only the nation, but also in their region, which is essentially their direct competitors. So we, don't, we obviously don't have all the data for the entire industry, but we have enough of the larger accounts where you can, you know, you, it, it's a good subsection where you can see uh, how you rank and, and rate against those. The other part is our direct customers also get other advanced reports that we send them so that it might give them a little bit more in-depth knowledge on where they need to focus, uh, where they need to spend their time to help you know, solve these challenges. Hmm. But so, um, uh, so that, that these people uh, submit this information and uh, uh, ultimately come out smarter. That's the game, right? Exactly. And we try to make it very easy where the dealer doesn't necessarily have to do anything. A lot of this information is made anonymous, is, you know, okay. the, the data gurus put it together and <laughs> put it in a way where it's just raw data and now you can get statistics out of it. And they, they could, if we could talk about it for days, they'd probably talk about it for months at a time because they love that stuff, uh, you know, gathering those insights and, and trying to find where, you know, where should dealers spend their time and efforts. So a guy who submits, so a guy who, pardon me. So, so a guy who submits information automatically receives reports? 
they automatically receive the reports uh, every month. Uh, and the other good thing that we've heard over the last couple of years is the dealers are starting to uh, use it as a tool to incent to their teams. Okay. So if you if you're able to, you know, based on what the report comes out, if you can reduce wrecked or or if they pick the different variable that they want to um, incent, then you know their compensation is based on did they actually move the needle in those areas. Interesting. Yeah, that's that's good. That's good. Yeah, so it's really, really great to see Rect uh, and this whole report move from being just a, something that we send out every month and we hope people read to, you know, people asking us, you know, can you get it to us faster? So we went from 15 <laughs> days to the month, we, now we're sending it five days after month end. And then now they're using it as a, a tool in their business to actually create uh, compensation programs and uh, internal improvement initiatives within their dealerships. And the one thing that you've you've touched on it already, but that's the the most or, most ordered warranty parts. That was one of the recent additions to that report. Um, obviously, that's important to me because if if these are the five most ordered parts, then I better make sure I have those five most ordered parts on hand. Um, I noticed too in the most recent report. I mean, it's not just you know refrigerator. It's you get make model almost VIN number or serial number for, for each item. Uh, it, it's pretty specific. It's pretty uh, in-depth. It is. And, it, and the way we see it is it's, it's got to be a work in progress. We, we're going to put the, the information out there. And then just like all the other reports and how we work with dealers, gather their feedback and see, you know, what else did you want us to add to this? Is there anything, is, is it too much information? Is it not enough? You know, should we be giving you the top 50, which would make the report really big, but we, we can do that as well. Uh, so the, I think it's got to be a part in partnership with, you know, the industry and our, and our dealers. So we're headed in the right direction as an industry. This is uh, helping move us in the right direction. No doubt about that. It is. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm glad to see a lot of people have really embraced not just the report, but the repair, repair event cycle time initiative as a whole. Uh, and we're starting to see the numbers come down, which is which is a good thing. Well, that was my next question: is are are we seeing that improvement reflected in the numbers you're seeing? We are seeing improvements. We are, and and I think that's why, you know, once you start m making things better in other areas, now it gives you opportunities to really focus on the areas where you really need the help. And that is, you really got to make sure that if uh, if it's a warranty part and make sure it's in stock if uh, it's one of those ones that keeps coming up over and over and over again. Very good. So I have a, I have a question before you, uh, I know your habits close out here. <laughs> um, what, uh, so what, where are you going with the uh, Airstream behind you? Where, where, <laughs> what's a <your> game plan? <laughs> well, I, I like to call that my, my home office. This is where I kind of hope I would be right now, but um, I'm actually sitting in my uh, uh, my home office at home behind a behind a desk. But hopefully, oh. uh, hopefully this weekend uh, that's where I'll be. Uh huh. Right. As nice as nice or nice place, but it'll be good enough. So that's artificial <laughs> intelligence. Artificial so, intelligence at its best, yes. Yeah. All right. All right. Frank, want to thank you again. And if we uh, if we don't see you beforehand, we'll see you out at uh, the Convention Expo in Las Vegas. That's right. I'll see you there. Very good. Uh, thanks, thanks for joining us. Yep. Thanks, thanks again, Frank. Thanks, Rick.